Okay, um, well, welcome to uh, another interview uh, held by EFSAS. Um, this time we have as our guest, uh, Madam Sana Ejaz. Uh, she's a well-known uh, journalist and human rights activist from um, Pakistan, from Khyber Pakhtunkhwa. Uh, she's also a leading member of the PTM, the Pashtun Tahafus Movement, the Pashtun Protection Movement and also the founding member of the WAC movement, which is a movement which focuses on advocacy to promote women's role in peace building, reconciliation and social activism. Um, but also, um, uh, you know, uses, um, uses a, a, the, the platform to engage women in their political and economic uh, rights. Uh, she has also been the vice president of the youth wing of the Alami National Party. Um, and she has, um, she has worked as an anchor and a an host at the state-owned uh, PTV uh, television in, uh, in Pakistan. Uh, she was fired from a job in 2018 because of her political activism, um, has been arrested multiple times. And at some point of time, she had to flee Pakistan because of threats to her life. Um, she has uh, survived three uh, attacks on her and is currently living in, uh, in London um, uh, because uh, she left Pakistan uh, some time ago. Uh, Madam Sanaya Jazz, welcome, uh, welcome to this interview. Thank you so much, Jamil. Thank you so very much for having me. And uh, as, we, as we discussed, um, this is... This, going to be a little bit of a free-flowing, so we'll, we'll see where, where the discussion takes us. But um, first of all, before we start on the contemporary issues or historical issues, um, just a little bit about yourself, whatever you, of course, want to tell. You're currently in London, and you know, wh how do you look at things? What do you do? Uh, okay, thank you so much, Jeanette. So, so whatever I have done, you already discussed that, but uh, let me tell you that I have started my journey as a political and social political activist and journalist uh, uh, since 2007. And uh, then I worked with multiple organizations. I can divide my work in three uh, things, like uh, it was uh, political activism, social activism, and uh, as a journalist, and mm -hmm. then as a professional, a working person. So as a is my professional background starts from Pachakhan uh, Trust Education Foundation. I worked with them for more than five years and then I left this. That's the only job that I left with myself. Mm. <laughs> Apart from that, before PTM even, I was removed and fired from my job for my social political activism, mostly for my political activism. Then I joined after uh, BKTF, I joined uh, uh, Radio Pakhtunkhwa and then uh, Journalism Department, Peshawar, University of Peshawar. Uh, from there, I have been removed from my, 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 from my political activism in APS uh, Army Public School attack uh, during that time in 2014 and 15. Uh, I worked with PTV Peshawar Television Network uh, as an anchor, and then um, uh, uh, I worked with the Shirkatga Women Resource Center. Uh, since 2016, uh, and then in 2019, I've been removed from my job because the, they uh, were threatened by the military establishment, and uh, uh, they 
the the organization self work for women rights from 1975 and it's uh, one of the uh, biggest non governmental organization in pakistan who are working for uh, um feminist agendas and for for working for women rights and human rights in pakistan but uh, unfortunately uh they were threatened and they made the whole environment so hostile uh that in in 2019 january and february uh they asked me to uh, resign or 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 take a demotion and then i have been removed from my job there and uh, then i uh, for survival i did different uh, work with different organizations and uh, all my life uh, since 2007 i worked with different organization media outlet as a occasional writer or or as a writer or as a feature writer uh, there were different organization from um, newslands to hamsab nayador and pashto magazine some pashto magazines like pashtun the magazine which is which was started by pacha khan in 1928 april 1928 i also wrote for them and i'm continuously writing for some of them uh, truth tracker magazine uh, and there are some other um, online blogs um i have been writing for bbc pashto uh, so it was it was just occasional contribution with the international uh, um media outlets yes so this, this is my background apart from that i did some social activism i have uh, started my uh, own uh, uh, study circle uh, uh, it name was uh, friday circles oh, it was <laughs> it, it is now was because i'm not doing it right now and i uh, was working on one of the uh, pashtun students uh, uh, education campaign it was a scholarship campaign uh, which was started by me and some of my friends so we work in multiple you know um, phases for for girls education for peace for writings for political activism for progressive uh, narratives and things like that yes no uh i i as a host just to i as a host will of course ask you different questions if there is anything um you feel um you can't reply to because of security reasons i know you have family living there uh, you just be be uh, be so frank to let me know i'm just going to ask uh, a few questions one is you're saying this that, that there has been one job which you left yourself and all mm-hmm. the other jobs you were actually either fired or uh, or or pressurized into leaving um what have you exactly done that you had to leave so many jobs what what, what is it that uh, you couldn't continue uh, at various places in a very simple uh, phrase if i conclude the whole thing i just call a spade a spade <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it uh, in uh, my first job uh, was uh, i was removed from my first job uh, it was not my first job but uh, for the very first time when i was removed from my political activism it was uh, f- due to my activism in the aps attack uh, and when i was working with the parents and and trying to uh, tell them to go out and protest uh, it was the time it was very hard time for us uh, Uh, for for all the people for all the human rights activists for all the pashtuns uh, living in peshawar uh, who saw this horrible attack who saw the families of uh, who who were the victims of this attack 
So I was very active. And let me tell you, frankly, Junaid, at that time, I didn't even knew that whenever I was going to office at that time, and that those people used to come and take us for interrogation and used to kept us uh, in uh, dark rooms and ask different stupid questions. It, it, I just recently in the five, six years, I just know that it's called a detention. <laughs> so I was the victim of those things uh, in um, previously in, in, in the past uh, so many years, 14, 15 years, I saw so many worse things uh, like harassment uh, during my, uh, during my uh, activism. They used to ask, why are you even, uh, you know, they were interfering in our family matters. They, they entered to your family, they entered to your offices, they entered to everything. They tried to Photoshop your photos. They tried to harass you. They tried to tape, record your telephones. So all these things, they did. They by they, you mean the state? The, the state agencies, the spying agencies, ISPR, and the, 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 the most of the time, uh, ISI and the military intelligence, they were doing this. They are doing this right now. So these are these were the things I faced at that time. And I've been removed from my uh, first job in uh, Peshawar University. Uh, uh, I was, for the first time, I was arrested in 2014, on 31st of December 2014, when we were protesting in Peshawar. Uh, and asking uh, for and demanding for a free judicial commission uh, for uh, APS. And uh, at that time, we were uh, at least uh, 100 people. Uh, out of out of uh, 100 people, or 60 people were arrested. And I was the only lady at that time who were arrested. When you, and, when you, say, when you say I call a spade a spade, yeah. What is that? What exactly is that spade? So what exactly is it that? is so unsettling what 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 spade is that the spade is actually the military establishment the spying agencies of pakistan you know junaid uh, there are countries who are countries but pakistan is not a country it is a uh, for the people it's called it's it's a federal uh, country but uh, for us uh, it's a kind of a prison the military establishment uh, the state agencies, they made this country uh, a, a kind of a prison. In, in prison, you know, I, I don't know how to call it, but there is there is a thanedar or a superintendent in the prison who used to have this uh, or the stick and they tried to control the whole prisoners. So in the in Pakistan, that thanedar or that uh, superintendent or whatever you call it uh, is military establishment. They try to control it. They try to punish everybody. They try to punish all those people who are raising their voice for their basic fundamental rights, for their legal rights. So, and do so, they punish? Do they punish? Uh, because you, of course, you are a woman. Uh, I know the I know the cultural settings in 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 South Asia at large. Um, do they punish women more? Do they think of women as being, uh, you know, more uh, you know brazen if they come out on uh, if they come out of their house and and talk about political and social rights? Do they see women as different? Yes, they treat women different. Uh, they see women different. Uh, this is my personal experience, Junaid. 
uh, they used to harass everybody, all the activists, male and female and everybody. But they treat us differently. Like, for example, if they want to torture you, they they will put the blames of monetary or money corruptions on the male uh, activist. But when when they try to stop you, they will uh, do a character assassination of the female activist. They will harass them. They will tape. Uh, they will record them. They will send. Uh, Frankly, they will send uh, people uh, or, you know, uh, they try to make file of your weaknesses and they try, uh, they will try to send you some kind of to, to you know, to to capture you, to uh, to find your weaknesses, uh, to um, threaten your families, because, you know, in South Asia and specifically in countries like Pakistan, your families are, are, are the uh, you know the main thing you you take care of, or you uh, you know you're uh, sometimes you're afraid of, or for afraid for them and for their lives specifically when you're a woman, and and they will use uh, the bad things in the culture like uh, um, honor killing. They they try they try the same thing with my family, but thanks God my family is so progressive and they don't take these these things or 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 um, with due respect this shit from those people whatever they were trying to tell them or whatever they were trying to do with the photoshop things and every everything but they try to treat women differently they use uh, uh, the patriarchal uh, system they use the uh, patriarchy they use the character assassination thing. They use the uh, all the bad things which which is uh, existing in the culture or the society or, or things like that. Uh, like once uh, when uh, we were uh, we were uh, dealing with uh, one of the incident incident happened in Waziristan. There was a, a lady. Uh, there was a young guy who made a video. Hayat. His name was Hayat, and he said that uh, we have been facing harassment from the military establishment and the army. They're coming to our house. Uh, my father is missing. My brother is missing. But we don't want them to come again to our homes, and they have been harassing our women. So uh, the Hayat mother made a video and then we went to her home and then all the things came up uh, to the video because th th there was no access to the media to their home. And so I made the video, we recorded the videos and we sent it to the different media outlets who were giving us time. You know, Junaid, that uh, uh, there's a complete media blackout mm -hmm. for us in Pakistan. Only some media outlets, some Pashto uh, parts or sections of uh, international media outlets they have been recording or or giving us some space or some time uh, so so I have recorded some things and then we send it to the media and then the uh, at the then uh, DJSPR Asif Ghafoor said uh, to them um, uh, they took the they have done this embedded journalism and took some some of the leading uh, journalists to Waziristan and uh, he uh, at that time he was talking to Hamid Bir and said that you know those things like he said that oh it's not a culture of, of Pashtuns and Waziristan that they talk they talk on media or they talk about harassment it's not like that so they are using even the culture against if you talk a bit uh, against some harassment or things like that which is happening it's a war crime for god's sake and then the DGSPR is saying oh my god this is not their culture this is fake because this is not culture to talk against harassment so it's like that so, so they are your family being, of course, very progressive, and then you talk about culture. 
it's 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 fortunate that your family is of course very progressive and has supported you but how does your your direct environment react to it so the extended family friends and indeed the culture do they support what you're doing or do they find this uh, looking for trouble yeah we do face some uh, some problems but let me tell you most of the time there are myths that uneducated people are not supportive they don't support women in politics they don't support education of the girls but i in my life experienced that whenever we used to go for a campaigns in wazir to to the different for, uh, parts of former fata waziristan or bajor or momand or khaybar or pata like shangla or swat or deer or in uh, different parts of the pashtun belt which which we call uh, janubi pashtunkhwa like uh, lorlai or job people used to respect us like anything and for us they used to have this big respect but yes i faced these problems from very educated lot political activists and sometimes from the leader as well they used to cut off our speeches they used to uh, uh, you know uh, uh, they used to uh, you know uh, feel very threatened when used to uh, when i as a woman or or uh, some of my other female members when they used to uh, ask question or raise uh, question on some policy issues or in in the on the activities of the movement or the political party so uh, yes we face that but uh, there are myths that it's due to the um, uh, the lack of education or this is because of lack la- of exposure no it's not like that it's very different when you go to the ground when you do the politics on the ground or activism on the ground it's very it's totally different sometimes the so called educated people will stop you the people who sometimes on the dais will talk about the women rights and all about feminism yeah uh, in my experience it's totally different yes and this week um it has been of course um 70 14th of august 17 year, uh, 75 years um since um partition happened of of british india uh and with that um pakistan came into being um or you know as people in pakistan would call it uh, independence day um so now it has been 75 years three quarters of century uh mm-hmm. so how how much um how much has pakistan uh, been the pakistan that was imagined uh, by by the pakistanis where is it standing today <laughs> it's a, it's a very difficult question and it's a very easy question as well look today uh, it's been 75 years but let me tell you we have faced official coup proper coup for mm. four times once if by the iskandar mirza in 1958 then by yaya khan 1969 then by general ziaul haq in 19 1977 and then by musharraf uh, in 1999 for more than three decades in 75 years there were complete coup and now it's in in imran khan government it was unofficial coup but there was a coup so we faced the martial laws and in these uh, martial laws they kept 
this country like a prison and and now in is unofficial of martial law it's still as a prison for for the all the oppressed nations it's for 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 the people of the world it's a federal country but who is giving uh, the uh, basic fundamental rights which are we, let's not talk about about the udhr or or the other human rights conventions but do you think they are giving these fundamental rights which are mentioned in the constitution of pakistan to the oppressed nations like pashtuns and baloch and the sindhis and saraikis are they giving those rights to them no they're not everybody is struggling right now in pakistan everybody is struggling for their rights for their some 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 are uh, uh, on the verge and they are they are they are struggling for their uh and um, doing activism for for their uh, freedom and some of them are just for their basic rights in ptm we were just asking for 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 our fundamental rights under the constitution of pakistan and what we faced we faced extra judicial killing which was one of the part of our demands and we faced that and one of our professor uh, my my best friend uh, professor amandu he was killed on the road in the broad daylight yes and then we faced uh, uh, those uh, uh, excessive forces i faced it i was beaten by the police i was dragged on the road i was arrested by by, by people wearing white clothes yes multiple times i was chased i fa faced uh, the threats on the phone everything so the, the, there were there are there other politicians one of our main leader leaders ali wazir still is in, uh, in the jail he is elected mna member of the uh, national assembly and he's still in the jail for what for, for exercising his freedom of expression so right now this is the situation of pakistan everybody is protesting baloch are still there for protesting they are killing them why, why why is it that and that's the whole thing this is something of course there have been books written on it but bangladesh and india and pakistan it's in essence is the same dna it's the same people is the same culture it's a little bit of here and there very similar languages um mm-hmm. why is it that the you know the bangladeshis or the indians have moved towards a different trajectory and you're just talking about pakistan um martial law how come it went so different it went so differently than from the other countries in south asia is there is it uh you know the, the the theory is one of the theories is that pakistan inherited a big chunk of the british armed forces and a smaller piece of land so that's why the armed forces uh, were always uh, in power uh, what is according to you why why did it go like this what, what why is it like this once i heard of somewhere from one of the oldest political activists i don't know how much is true but uh, there there is a, a a very uh, elder uh, activist from janubi pashtun pashtun belt of balochistan he once said that uh, when uh, they were giving us freedom they by they, they it means uh, the, the britishers they said kept some part of india and <laughs> they kept pakistan for that and now i think uh, junaid that pakistan is actually behind far more behind from india because 
it is continuing the colonial legacy left by the Britishers. They are still keeping it. Like, for example, I can give you examples. Like, for example, they kept FCR, the Frontier Crime uh, Regulations, uh, which was imposed by the Britishers when Britishers uh, divided uh, uh, Pashtun and Afghan in four parts and they uh, kept the Brit, uh, Br- British Afghanistan part to the British, of, uh, British. they kept the name of British of Balochistan and then they divided the uh, former FATA. Uh, and then uh, by the Mortimer, uh, the first thing was happened when the Mortimer uh, Durand uh, dragged this line of uh, Durand and then they divided in different parts in Khaybar Pakhtunkhwa, in Janubi Pakhtunkhwa, and then the former FATA, we call it Menzane Pakhtunkhwa or the Central Pakhtunkhwa. Uh, the people who are living in which we call former FATA or on the line of the borderline. So when they divided all these people and they kept it, so Pakistan kept that legacy. They kept the FCR. They kept everything. They uh, kept oppressing the those oppressed nations. They kept uh, away from uh, from their basic rights. And what India did, they worked on their democracy. Yes, they they obviously they also have some problems. They also are having uh, these religious uh, um, extremism kind of things. But it's not like Pakistan. This is because the establishment is dealing the things which they have to do that they are not interfering into the politics that not uh, they are not stopping the political parties or the uh, the uh, the democracy from doing their work or from from progressing or for for uh, like they, there are very basic things which are related to the human rights and to the democracy like they are they are very inclusive they are including everybody uh, from different religions, from different genders, they are even giving space to the transgenders. They are uh, last year they ha- they gave their uh, one of their, their biggest award Padma Shri to one of the transgender. So they are ac- acknowledging them. They are acknowledging their people. Uh, uh, and let uh, let me uh, tell you again that yes, there are problems in India as well, but it's not like Pakistan because they are giving their time, their space to their uh, democratic forces and democratic institutions. What's the, and solution? What's the solution to, um, because you are, you are part of the PTM, you're also part of a women's uh, movement. Um, you have been part of a political party which has, you know, which has members in, the, in, in, in Pakistan's parliament. Um, and you've worked at, a state-owned television as well, so you know the system. Um, so what's this, what's the solution to this? See, we uh, oh we by me I mean all the political parties, all the democratic forces, all the human rights organizations. They have to come in front and they have to uh, call on uh, all the international organizations working for human rights and working for different democratic forces and democratic organizations and things like that. They have to call them and ask them that why they don't ask Pakistan military establishment to stop their interference into the politics. And I think that the international uh, international powers 
uh, they are also involved in this. They are also because, uh, look, I will not uh, talk about some rumors or the myths. They are, as you said, it's mentioned in their books, it's mentioned in their interviews. In one of the interviews, Hillary Clinton herself in 2010, uh, uh, she accepted that, that uh, we created uh, these Mujahideen and we we thought it's a great idea to stop the Soviet in Afghanistan and we used Pakistan and Pakistan is used by America then and then and now again but I think the democratic forces and the human rights organization and the political activists all the uh, 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 the the people who are critical thinkers they should ask the international uh, powers they why don't they ask Pakistan about all those $32 billion they gave on war on terror? Why don't they do accountability of Pakistan? What have they done? Listen, Junaid, we have lost more than 100,000 people in war on terror alone. And nobody is asking. Still, uh, U.S. left Afghanistan and still we are facing. It's not about only about Afghanistan that it's, oh, my God, it's... Um, outside the, the Duran line and why, why, why I'm asking that. This is because still right now in Bir, in Bonir, in uh, Shangla, in, uh, uh, sorry, in uh, Hangu, uh, and in different parts of Janubi Pashtunkhwa and in some uh, parts of Khyber Pashtunkhwa, people are in former Fata. They are out now, they are protesting uh, for, for, for the insurgents now showing up on the roads and for, for uh, giving notification to the local local uh, business owners and on the people about the women mobility, about the things. And right now there are uh, sit-ins in more than eight uh, parts of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa, former Fata in Janubi Pashtunkhwa, Pashtun Belt of Balochistan. And what is uh, a military establishment doing? Uh, they are using the excessive force of police. Police is not responsible. They are doing on the orders of uh, military establishment. So uh, a day before yesterday, one of the protests in uh, Harnai in Janubi Pashtunkhwa, uh, they were doing a protest against uh, um, uh, the Taliban now showing up on the roads. And uh, what police did, uh, what FC did was uh, started a uh, uh, fire and they uh, targeted one of the kids and one of the political activists of Omami National Party. And the same thing happened in Swat. In Swat, the masses are out right now. Let me tell you, you know, they are they're, they're on the daily basis, they are doing protests, but you will not see them uh, on the media. But the West is aware of that. And today I came to know that uh, in Swat, uh, the police uh, booked all the protesters in the FIR for uh, for asking them uh, for 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 uh, uh, raising the slogans against the Taliban. And what police uh, wrote in the FIR, they said that they, they are uh, they were raising slogans against the state institutions. So now uh, the Pakistan is accepting that uh, Taliban are their state institution. From when? Why, why the international uh, powers, all the superpowers, whatever they are calling themselves, why they are not asking accountability uh, against the Pakistan? Why they are not starting it? Why they are not asking questions from the Pakistan? So this only solution is that the international powers, all the powers, whatever they are doing, whatever they are making out of their, uh, their tug of war of power, 
it's not going to happen now is the time junaid that uh, they have to accept each other because it's not the time it's not the 80s it's not the 70s it's not the 60s where one state or one uh, country used to be the superpower it's the time when they have to accept the each others the whatever the, all the uh, the the members who are fighting for their powers they have to accept each other otherwise um, countries like pakistan afghanistan and we will be used and we will be uh, targeted we uh, there will be um, uh, genocide of some oppressed nation like us which is happening from 19 uh, 1947 in the pakistan of uh, by, by the state and before that by the britishers so this thing will continue this uh, this uh, i think the only solution is uh, we should ask the question political parties should ask the question uh the human rights organizations should ask the question the people who are in exile and can raise the questions or can if, if they can uh, uh cover these problems and stories they should work on that so this is the only solution otherwise it's very hard for us to you know uh to stop uh, all these genocides all these uh, ethnic cleansing and everything yeah uh sana coming to a little bit of more you you've touched upon it uh you, you talked about the taliban you talked about the us coming a bit more to the um to the geopolitical situation in 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 the region uh as you said uh you know it has been it's it's an open secret uh the mujahideen and how uh uh pakistan saudi arabia <clears throat> and and the americans played a role in that um and then uh, for 20 years uh, ostensibly uh, there was a war on terror in which uh pakistan and the us and all the other countries were fighting against the same uh previously called mujahideen and and now the terrorists um there have been media reports that um the the relationship between the taliban and the pakistani state is not as cozy as it used to be anymore um you coming from the region uh what is the situation are are they still good friends or is there some trouble see you know when the pakistan said or or some media is reporting that there is tension going on there will be some tension but it doesn't mean that that because they have created them see uh and i'm not saying or i'm not giving some false uh, news or things like that because it it have been accepted by many many of the generals in their books they do the bad things and then they wrote books and sell it in dollars and things like that and then accept all the war crimes but nobody is doing anything against them because they are generals uh they are uh, sacred uh, in countries like pakistan so uh i still remember in uh, 2015 i think uh, uh, musharraf gave an interview Uh, to one of the national tv i think it was dunia news he gave an interview and he said that 
uh, we uh, started the religious militancy in Pakistan. We have created the Taliban. We have weaponized them. We have sent them to Afghanistan. So they accepted everything that they have done this. And then they, uh, you know, what Pakistan do is they call it bad Taliban and good Taliban. They do this. Talibans are Talibans. Terrorists are terrorists. There is no, and that, this is what even U.S. is doing. They are calling some some faction of Taliban a good, and some some of them they calling it bad. But it's not like that. Every terrorist is terrorist. See, when the uh, when they whatever the thing was when uh, when a, when an incident happened in the uh, U.S. in 9/11, what they did was they went after everybody the 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 country who was involved or the country who was not involved. They did everything for all the 3,000 people. As a human rights activist, I feel pain for every human being. But we have been killed like anything, and nobody did anything. Like, I just told you that in uh, uh, this thing, War on Terror, on the record, I, these these are just the things on the record that we have faced. Uh, we have uh, our people who were killed are more than 100,000 people. But nobody did anything like that. And they are still supporting those terrorists. And uh, what America said that, oh, we are bringing peace to Afghanistan. Oh, we are working on democracy. What were they doing in those 20 years? How come they uh, were not letting the uh, democratic institution to be stabilized, to have these institutions, to have their, to make them power? Why they are, they were giving money to the non-governmental organizations and through different parties. Why were they not uh, strengthening the government of Afghanistan? Why were they selecting and choosing and cherry picking in different uh, organization? Why were they not supporting the, uh, the government? Because they were not, they bring their wars, they bring their, sorry for the word, with due respect, they bring their shit to, the, to Afghanistan. And we are suffering. We are on, uh, living on the line. I, I'm sorry, I, I, the nationalists don't call it a border, a during line. But they bring it here. And then, um, and everything is happening all the problems happening is across the uh, borderline of uh, uh, Dura line. So everything is happening now. We are suffering. Uh, the whole Pakistan is suffering and specifically the oppressed nations are suffering because everything is going to their their uh, their land, their motherland, their places, their people are suffering. Mm. And the, uh, the Haqqani... This, yeah, yeah you, you're talking about the Haqqani. It's very good you, you, you mentioned that. Um, you come from Khyber Pakhtunkhwa. Of course, in this, in this, in the history of the last 40, 50 years, Khyber Pakhtunkhwa has been, in essence, the battlefield. Uh, many madrasas uh, were operated in this area. Um, many people who fled Afghanistan during the Soviet war uh, were actually sent back uh, and trained there. How is the situation now on the ground? Do you is, is it this is is it the same thing? Has it uh, has it improved a little bit? Is it better? No, it's not. Like I said, uh, uh, um, 
previously that uh, still uh, the Taliban are showing up in different parts of Pakhtunkhwa and in former Fata in different parts of Janubi Pashtunkhwa. It's, they are showing up on the road. They are showing up. They are sending messages to the people, to the business owners, to everybody, and to specifically to the women to not to be so mobile without, and they can't walk without a man. In some parts, in the upper deer, they, uh, they send the messages to the local, uh, local masses that stop your women from moving around. So they are there. See, the solution the green network is also is the green network also in the area? Does it maintain yeah. madrasas? See, Hakani Hakani network Hakani madrasa is still there. And let me tell you, since 2014 to 2018 and 19, uh, the Imran Khan government gave them more than 300 uh, million rupees. Uh, or billion rupees to them. It's on the record. It's it's there, and even people protested. But Imran Khan defended that and said that they, he is mainstreaming uh, those uh, students who are learning there. But this is the madrasa, the Hakania madrasa in Akora Khatak. This is the madrasa where uh, uh, Mula Umar uh, studied. This is the madrasa where where Mula Mansur studied. Uh, Mula Mansur uh, is. Uh, is booked in the killing of Benazir Bhutto, but Imran Khan gave them uh, money. You you saying you saying quite an uh, quite an interesting thing. You saying that uh, the not not the military establishment uh, and not the uh, you know so called deep state, not the intelligence agencies, but the uh, government of the day uh, has officially given. Uh, funds to these madrasas. So, do you think that uh, Imran Khan is an independent uh, politician? <laughs> I am sorry. I call him. I call him just a. He's a very good philanthropist and a celebrity, but he's not a politician. He has been used by the military establishment. When I said that unofficial coup. It was his time when, when he was doing whatever he was doing. It was on the orders of, of a military establishment or the state agencies. That's that's why what he was doing, and he was continuously funding all those madrasas. But eventually, because, he had to. Eventually, he he was he he had to leave his job. I don't believe that. Sometimes, you know, some of your workers or some of your members they don't work well, and you you are or you are fed up, or you find some alternative lines or alternative people, and then you stop using them. It's it's it can be something like that. that. But I can't I can't uh, you know accept this thing that oh he was he is now for for democracy. He's doing he that because... back as a as a as a prime minister. He recently won the. Uh, what was it? The bipoles or the by-elections in in Punjab? Um, do you see him coming back to power? I uh, don't think so. Maybe the deal happened, <laughs> or he accept to everything. Then Pakistan uh, establishment or or state agency can give him another chance. But uh, yeah, it can happen. They can do anything. Uh, listen, Junaid, uh, the uh, Pakistan's uh, media is censored. 
it's in the control of those. There are WhatsApp groups where, where uh, the DG ISPR offices, they send them messages, they send them news to, to be spread. They control, they have their own uh, journalists on their payroll. They have their own uh, politicians on their payroll. They have their own activists on their payroll. They have their students or, 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 or young lot on their payroll. They have been running these social media pages and social media media sites and, uh, and there are people on their payroll who are doing this for them and uh, uh, I don't think so they, they can do anything uh, they can uh, you know pass the bill in their favor uh, what they did in APS they they I'm sorry they killed kids uh, to have these military courts uh, in national action plan, what what they have done? Uh, did they stop the uh, the slogans on the roads? It's okay uh, to be written on the road that uh, India ka joyar hai, gaddar hai, gaddar hai. Uh, It's okay to write Gustav ki saza sartan se juna. It's okay to uh, you know other uh, to write against the otherization of other religions or about the blasphemy or about the hate of other countries or about the uh, you know uh, glorification of war. But it's not okay to write about the democracy, to write about the uh, the human rights or anything on the roads or uh, on graffiti or anything. Uh, you can't have a, a, a peaceful public gathering for your rights. Otherwise, it's mentioned in the Constitution of Pakistan. You can have a peaceful uh, uh, public gathering in Article 16, Article 15. You can have a mobility. But we used to be stopped in, in different parts of Pakistan. I was multiple times stopped in, uh, from going to Balochistan, in the Pashtun belt of Balochistan. Once in uh, January, on January 17, I was uh, opening the girls' uh, library in Job. It's a, a very far-flung area, and um, they don't have a basic uh, facility for, for girls to have to go and read. So we, from our one of our movement uh, uh, walk, we started a library, and when I was there for opening of that library, and I was arrested there on 17th of uh, January 2021, and I was then <laughs> dragged to the borderline of the Balochistan and I was asked not to come here again. And multiple times we were stopped from mobility. And in the constitution of Pakistan, Article 15 says that you can have a mobility in, inside your country or, or anywhere you want. If you are having a peaceful public gathering, you can have it, but you can't in the constitution of Pakistan. So that's what they are, they are doing. They are stopping people. They are stopping those uh, politicians, those activists. They are targeting those politicians who are uh, doing like Usman Kakar was targeted in his own house. Uh, Benazir was targeted. So that's what they are doing. That's what they are. Uh, Bhutto Saab was hanged. Previously, he was working for them. So it's a uh, it's it's very different thing. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you actually see through your uh, political activism, mainly which also focuses on, on women and girls, do you actually see their fate changing? Do you see them, um, uh, you know, becoming more engaged in, in, in political life or in conflict resolution? Uh, do you see them growing their economic presence or is it a very uphill battle? Are you asking about the women? 
yes, the women and the girls, do you see, you know, uh, the reason I'm asking is that one, of course, you have to deal with uh, state machineries, state powers, but you also have to deal with uh, cultural barriers. Uh, uh, I know that, you know, um, there are many women who just culturally believe or maybe even religiously believe that they should not engage in polit politics or not even work. So uh, is it is it changing some is it changing the mindset of 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 the of the female population in that area? I think due, uh, uh, due to PTM and due to work we have uh, I saw changes yes it's there but at the same time we are facing challenges these challenges are not because uh, people are very uh, uh, patriarchal or things like that this is because state made this setup this environment let me tell you i will give you some examples in the uh, in the curricula of our country they are very rigid about the women's rights. They will not show women from apart from uh, having a overcoat of a doctor or uh, or being a nurse or or a teacher. They they will not talk about other professions about the women. They will uh, show women uh, in words, in text, in photos as a as a person who who is good if if she is if she lives inside the four walls of the home. Uh, like I will give you one. Of the example look uh, uh, pashto folklore is very rich literature is very rich but why they selected one of the one of those stories which has the ending of honor killing which is the story of uh, it's a folklore story about honor killing and it's uh, Sher Alam and Memune stories. We have so many beautiful stories, romantic stories in Pashto folklore. Why they choose the one which has ending of uh, honor killing for the class seven student? Why are why they chose this uh, uh, chapter in the Urdu subject uh, government school uh, uh, books? Uh, the the chapter is Nadia Kagar, Nadia's home, and in Nadia's home uh, chapter. They are talking about the five years old kid and they are showing her brother in the pictures playing with the bicycle, going outside and showing her inside the home, having a broom. Look, I'm not kind of a, a radical feminist who said that, oh, household work is not good. Household work is good. It's uh, according to Bacha Khan, house belongs to both men and female and they both should do work together for their home. But why are you showing the five-year-old kid inside the home, working, working with, helping with the mother, and not doing, not playing? And if you're showing a woman uh, photo in in the book, and you're showing just a, a Friday edition Islamic thing, uh, showing her by she can only read the Islamic things and things like that. So why are you restricting the roles, the gender roles in your uh, uh, curricula? That's what they are doing. And in media as well. In media, all those women are vamp or, or they are villain who are asking questions or who are wearing progressive clothes or the one who are crying, the one who are accepting domestic abuse, or the one who are um, uh, accepting all the uh, physical violence and the mental violence are good girls in the dramas. Why, why is this so? So that these are the things, and let me tell you, the establishment is using these drama things for Indian favor. For ABS, they have created some, drama, some songs, and now they are, uh, when we have 
some women in Baloch movements and we have women in Pashtun movement. Now they are making a dra- dramas like Sinvayahan and go showing one girl from Waziristan and one girl from Baluchistan and they are like, you know, fascinating on, and all this mixed bowl identity. Hum sab Pakistani hai, hum sab ek bolte hai. We are not one nation, we are different nation. And Urdu, I'm so sorry, Urdu is not our mother language. We have our own mother languages for, for us. Urdu is the language of uh, communicating our messages or sending our messages to uh, all those others who, who don't understand our language. So these are the things. And by forcing all the same things, they are not learning from the history, Junaid. By imposing this language in 1952, they lost a big chunk of the country. Now they're doing this again. They are again stopping people from speaking their mother languages. They are again not accepting the, uh, uh, the their their mother languages in the schools, in the in the offices, and things like that. They are not uh, giving them the due respect. So th- these are the things happening, and these uh, and due to these, uh, I think uh, yes, there are some patriarchal things going on, but this is because the state is perpetuating it. The state is perpetuating it through media, through curricula and things like that. Otherwise, I found people very progressive sometimes in who are living in the mountains, who are living, who are not so educated, they are allowing their girls to go out. But yes, uh, after seeing uh, uh, our harassments as a political activist, some of them, they want their women to participate in political activities, but they are afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, one question, uh, of course, for you as a Pashtun, it is something we keep hearing from mm-hmm. um, from other communities, for example, minority communities in Pashtun-dominated areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to have your viewpoint on that, they say, well, you know, your struggle, and not your struggle, but your, mm-hmm. your purpose, but your struggle is... Um, you know, it's it's very Pashtun oriented. Uh, you don't take into account uh, the minorities of the region, um, like the you have the Hazaras, the Tajiks. You know, in Afghanistan, you have them much more than you have in this in this mm-hmm. of the Duran line. How do you react to that uh, criticism? I I don't think so. We are doing this. I as a Pashtun, I as an Afghan in Afghanistan, and I as a Pashtun in Pakistan, I don't think uh, that uh, we are biased against the person or the nation who is oppressed, who can't, they can't, uh, you know, oppress another oppressed uh, people or minority or, or any person. They can't do this because we have faced things. We know the pain. So we can't do this. But yes, let me tell you, the state is divided and still from their laws, <laughs> the legacy of the colonial thing, they learn this thing, divide and rule. Mm-hmm. That's what they are still doing. They are still, they're targeting the Hazaras, they are putting the blames on the Pashtuns. Uh, they are uh, trying to, you know, they have kept, I, I told you that they have people, everybody, even in us, even in our movement, in Pashtun Tahafuz movement, they introduced male and female who are working for them. And they made their profile in front of our people that, oh, uh, state is uh, torturing them. Oh, this, these are your heroes, but they were not. They were actually doing uh, things for, for the state. So that's what they do. They sometimes they divide on the sects sometimes they divide on the uh, ethnicity 
sometimes but we, i as an afghan in afghanistan they don't i don't call anybody uh, non afghan or, or 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 by calling them hazaras or tajik or uzbek or uh, farsi one but and in pakistan uh, it's the same i can't do that as a pashtun uh, why is there why is this so why is this so you 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 keep talking about oppressed nations and i've heard that uh, term being used many times by uh, sindhis by baloch uh, by pashtun why is there so less of coordination between these oppressed nations that's the reason uh, junaid they're not letting us do that like i remember when i uh, when uh, during the campaigns in ptm when we used to go to uh, uh, mama kadir uh the, the establishment will do anything to stop us from not going there to speaking mm-hmm. to them or things like that they they uh, as i said they learn this thing divide and rule they don't uh support us to be there i think that now is the time that everybody should this is my belief and i think this will empower us if all the oppressed come together and work together for their own freedoms for their own rights for fund- fundamental rights then we can do anything in when you when you say about countries. when you mm-hmm. say when you say working for their own freedom uh, because i know the pashtun tahafuz movement whatever they are asking uh, is uh, is within the constitution of pakistan yes yes uh, and then you have sindhis and baloch who are asking things which are outside of the constitution of pakistan so um what do you see as 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 the correct way is it working for equal rights freedoms uh, liberties within the constitution of pakistan or do you uh, do you also in some way support the notion of uh, some of these minorities or or nations um, to secede see junaid if you put yourself in their shoes you will understand if they are asking for their freedom i support them if i am asking for for my constitutional rights only i think i'm right mm-hmm. but i i'm not the person who can judge anybody that oh they are doing it because everybody you are life. asking you are not asking for secession you are asking for equal rights equal liberties in within the framework of the constitution of pakistan you till now yeah <laughs> because because see uh, i ha- i have a, i have the reason that's a legit, no the, you know to 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 you know that's a that's a rather legitimate you know a, a legitimate uh, you know thing to raise uh, instead you know i i i assume or i presume that secession uh, is a much more difficult target to attain uh, than asking for uh, constitutional rights see uh, our journey is very uh, long junaid mm-hmm. you know when first we were targeted it was in on 12th of august 1948 in babara in charsada when all the khudai khidmatgars came out to protest against the uh, imprisonment of bacha khan they came out there were 13 women uh, who were targeted and uh, there was more than 600 male who were targeted they were killed they were uh, more had more than 272 were threw to the waters when they were killed uh, and some of the uh, some of the activist families they buried their uh, children and their husbands and their brothers uh, in the courtyard of their homes because at that time 
the, the government of Pakistan was asking for, for the money of the bullets they have uh, put in the uh, chest of all those activists. Uh, and at that time, they didn't have the money or the, the 70 rupees uh, for, for, for the, mm, the injured ones and the 54 for the lost ones. So they didn't have the money. So more than 600 people were killed in 1948 after just one year of creation of Pakistan. So we are facing, if 600 people is a lot, lot people, and they were just armless protesters and who were just peacefully protesting for against the uh, illegal imprisonment of their leader, Bacha Khan. Uh, at that time so we are we are struggling hard but it's been 75 or for 74 years if we call from uh, since barbara then we face aps then we faced uh, uh, the the quetta lawyers incident and they, these are the big ones then we face there is a not a single square or the chalk or in any part of pakhtunkhwa foreign former fata or junubi pashtunkhwa which didn't saw any bomb blast or target killing or extrajudicial killing. We have been facing this. I, according to my understanding and whatever, and whenever I, I campaigned, I think we have more number of missing person than Baloch people. They are lucky. They, they have acknowledged it. The world has acknowledged their, their uh, missing person cases, but we are still struggling. And if you go to any uh, local court or the police station in Pakhtunkhwa, uh, you will find women searching for their uh, brothers or uh, for, for their, they don't even have, it's been more than 10 years or nine years or ten, eight years, they have been searching for them. And they're still internment centers in different parts of Pakhtunkhwa mm -hmm. and Pata. And they're still, uh, they're still uh, doing these things. So we, our struggle is very long. Our journey is very long. We have faced a lot. So you can't say anything. But I think this is the time the Pakistan state agency should think that they should better give the due rights of all the oppressed nation to them. We have lands full of resources. They have occupied it. Uh, uh, the places which were not uh, uh, exactly the part of Pakistan and uh, semi or defective parts of Pakistan, they have included that and they have made cantonment there uh, for following the same legacy of, <laughs> of Britishers. They have done that in Swat. They yeah. have done all the, the defective parts, the states. Junaid, uh, uh, Swat have been uh, added to Pakistan in 1969. And before that, you can see their history. They were much progressive people. They were people in 1960, they were having more girls' schools. Uh, they have planned uh, and they, have, they were having bylaws for their constructions even. They were those people. And what we did, what Pakistan did to them, they have sent Mullah Sufi Muhammad and what 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 they did to, uh, to them right now nowadays they are again showing their uh, good people there and now people are protesting and they are booking them in firs that's what they are doing so we have this thing and you never know when people or organizations or uh, movements or political parties think on the different line but I was a part of a national party and since 2008 to till now, 
they have lost more than 16 or 1700 people from a local worker to a political leader. Yes. No, you, you, you said very correctly, um, and this is probably, you know, uh, trying to wrap up uh, this interview, which has been very interesting. It has been a roller coaster on your personal journey, but also on the situation of uh, on the ground. You're saying it's a long struggle. This long struggle has brought you uh, to London uh, yes. because you fled uh, Pakistan. So, um, and I know um, that you, nobody, but you especially, uh, nobody wants to leave their 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 own homeland. No. No. Um, so, um, but now you are in London, um, and how do you see this struggle culminating from your end? What do you would again? Uh, are you asking about my struggle or the struggle your, of our people? Yeah? Your struggle. So, uh, do you see yourself um, going back to Pakistan one day? Do you see? Yes, yourself obviously. <laughs> Obviously, and uh, see, uh, this step is not because in, our, in, in, in Pashto we have this uh, proverb that uh, there's a thing, a famous thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not born on the day of uh, fear, mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'm translating correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, as I told you, Junaid, they are treating women differently. I was not afraid that I've been killed because I have faced threats. Um, I narrowly escaped uh, abductions and things like that. I've been beaten up. I have been dragged to on the roads of Islamabad for protesting and I've been dragged on the roads. I, I've been detained multiple times. I've been, I'm booked in right now, the case which are closed apart from those cases. I've been booked in more than 12 cases in FIRs for protesting, for campaigning, for organizing public gatherings. I have organized big, big public gatherings in Pakistan as a woman. Uh, previously, you were asking that, you know, how the people are supporting you or not. Yes, they were supporting. That's why I was uh, I was heading the committee of organizing a big jalsa or public gathering in Pakistan, in Pakhtunkhwa and different parts of Pakistan. If this was if this was the situation, um, how do you see yourself going back? Uh, I would I would imagine that if you would go back tomorrow, uh, the same thing would happen again. Yeah, but but uh, see, it's. Um, I'm a, uh, let me tell you, it, all, all the politicians did this. Exile is a part of politics, I think. And sometimes we, we call it that in politics, a two step back, one step forward and two step forward, one step back. It's like it, it's it's thing like that. Mm -hmm. So this is my one or two step back. I'm gaining the strength. I'm um, uh, having this uh, thing in my mind that I should better restart my studies and uh, uh, apart from that um, I uh, in the past four or five years uh, due to PTM and due to my um, activism uh, I just went to home for sleep sometimes and uh, uh, I miss writing and reading so this time I'm giving my uh, this uh, you know space for myself I'm taking this and regaining my strength to go back and start my activism again. Uh, so th that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm planning for. And obviously, nobody can stop us. This is, I'm going to my place. Junaid, <laughs> before 1975, where, where I'm living, where my home is, 
it was our place it was our land and it is our land now <laughs> i know all the uh, all these goons and <laughs> who are calling themselves the state agencies they are there and they are uh, uh, asking for things which are not there uh, but um, i think we we can do that and we will do that uh, i must tell you i've i've never uh, since we have started this uh, and i think we are now we are now almost uh, for a year we are doing this uh, uh, interviews with with different personalities i've never ever uh, actually had an interview with someone who is as determined um, as you are uh, in 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 your political beliefs uh, but also in your struggle despite uh, the hardships you have faced um and uh, and i really hope that you know as you say it's it's your land it's your homeland uh, i really hope that some, someday the situation improves so much that you can go back and and actually live in peace uh, <laughs> if not in peace i will live there <laughs> <laughs> i will try and at least uh maybe this is, uh, we are having we have having less time but uh, i think we are responsible for our next generation to give them some space for their basic rights so that they don't drag us <laughs> or pull us that oh what you did for us mm-hmm. we are doing this and i am very clear in my conscious uh, and in my subconscious that uh, whatever i'm doing i'm satisfied uh i am whatever i have done i'm satisfied or uh, we can do it better if they don't drag us like this uh, i can i think we can do it and it's good for pakistan my god they are what are, they don't get it right now all these generals who are who have who have gained all their money from these 32 billion dollars and bought all these islands on uh, in australia or all the food chains or the uh, whatever the papa pizza or whatever <laughs> or whoever is raising their kids outside the pakistan the only thing is painful is journalist activist and everybody else and the specific specifically masses they are blaming just the politicians yes there are corrupt politicians but not all of them why they are not calling all these corrupt generals why are they not bringing them to the courts uh, to face the trials why are they not giving a fair trial to all those enforced disappeared people we are why are not we raising these question thank you junaid i am very happy that people like you are doing such things because you know there's complete blackout of media on people like us for people like us for movement like us of it, whether it's baloch movement or or sindhi movement or the pashtun movement we we all of us are facing uh, these problems and these uh, political victimization and uh, the legal and the non legal uh, persecution so thank you so much for doing this no no thank you and that's basically the main takeaway and i would actually uh, that's the good point to end on i think is that you are actually a nationalist and whatever you are saying is in the interest of the state of pakistan and not against it yes yes obviously but if they don't correct themselves or stop not stop doing this or interfere in afghanistan and 
uh, you know, doing all these things and, uh, you know, the extrajudicial killing and the, the, the enforced disappearance and the gender sexual violence or, or uh, using the laws or, or the official or unofficial coups. I don't think so. This country will survive. Yes. And we don't want that. They that, should stop would, this. That, would, that would probably not be good for Pakistan, but also not good for the region. Yes, obviously. Uh, Sana, I just thank you very much. And uh, I, I, I can't tell, I can't say that we'll do this um, um, 75 years later because probably you and I both will not be there. But maybe uh, we can uh, do this on the next um, uh, 14th of August or, you know, 17th yeah, yes. and see where we stand then and whether the situation has improved a bit. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Thank you very much. And thank you so uh, much. See you soon. Thank you. Bye bye.